Welcome, friends, people for peace, pods of consciousness, planetary citizens, wherever you are today, listening to Glocal News in Social Artistry, where we get to talk to people who are building a more humane world from the inside out. I'm your host, Dick Dalton, and my guest today, we have two guests today. One is the director of tourism in Herman, Missouri, uh, Tammy Bruckeroff. Good morning. Good morning. And our other guest is Cecilia Nadal out of St. Louis. Uh, good morning, Celia. Cecilia. Good morning, Dick. How are you? <laughs> I, ha- I have a good friend in Florida named Celia that I talk to every week, and so if I sometimes slip, I'm sorry. It's Cecilia yes, okay. Nadal, yes. So, uh, what brings you ladies here today? <laughs> I know. You, you have a program in Herman coming up February the 29th, and it has to do with the joining of German immigrants with the effort to abolish slavery, something I had no clue of. Tammy, could you first of all tell us, uh, why does Herman have a Department of Tourism? I didn't have any idea you were big enough to have a Department of Tourism. Oh, gosh. Herman <laughs> is an amazing destination, oh. and everyone knows us for our wine. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a deep wine history that dates back pre-prohibition, and many people come to Herman all throughout the year to enjoy our wineries, and now we have breweries and distilleries, and enjoy our enjoy our beautiful town right along the Missouri River. Mm-hmm. So you help bring folks in. Absolutely. And you met Cecilia Nadal through, how did that come about? Well, Cecilia Nadal is the angel that came to Herman in 2019. Actually, um, dating back to that, Cecilia came to Herman in 2018 to visit the Deutschheim State Historic Site, which is right in the heart of Herman at 2nd and Market Street. Um, Cecilia took the tour at the Deutschheim State Historic Site where she learned about the German immigrant abolitionists who were abolishing slavery. And it's a it's a history to many Herman it, people that we don't even really know. Um, Dr. Sidney Norton wrote a book, German Immigrant Abolitionists Fighting for a Free Missouri, um, in cooperation with St. Louis University and the Deutschheim State Historic Site. Cecilia took that book home. It took her a year to pick it up and read it. And then she... <laughs> she laughs. And so um, she actually ended up writing a play about the history of the abolitionists from Herman all the way into St. Louis. And it, it was a beautiful story. Um, she, the play was in St. Louis. And Cindy, um, who is the, was at the time the administrator at the Deutschheim State Historic Site, went to the play in St. Louis. And lo and behold, I get a call from Cindy who says, Tam, me. We have to bring this play to Herman. <laughs> Cecilia tells an amazing story, and we have to tell it to Herman. And so the play, Cecilia brought her play to Herman last year in July, just a month later. Its title is Amazing Story, German Abolitionist 
of Missouri. Yes, yes. So um, that started a huge new conversation in Herman about a history that many of us locals did not even know. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'm kind of close over in Jeff City and taught at Lincoln for 30 years, and I never heard of it. So, Cecilia, uh, let me yes. let me kind of introduce you. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that. You retired from, is it Gitana Productions? It's actually pronounced Hitana because oh, that's you. a Spanish name. Ooh. So it's an H. Hitana. Hitana Productions. Yes, uh, and yes. you just retired this last September after 23 years of mission driven work. Wow. Mission driven right. work. What, is, what, what do you mean, mission driven work? Well, um, I was in the arts. Um, and, and let me just backtrack a little bit. I had 22 years before those 23 years <laughs> as as the chief officer and founder of Productive Futures, which was a social enterprise um, that served um, people in the St. Louis area that needed some help in getting into the private sector. So I was in business for 22 years, mm-hmm. but I loved the arts and even the business that I was involved with always involved helping people to have better lives. And when I became involved in the arts, I was really committed to the idea that the arts are a great way to bring people together who normally don't come together. Mm -hmm. And so the mission of Hitana was to use music, dance, and drama as a vehicle for building communities between people who normally don't come together. So, so that's what we meant by mission-driven. Wonderful. Uh, the more I'm getting to know you, Cecilia, I'm beginning to refer to you as a social artist extraordinaire. And you probably <laughs> haven't used that phrase, social artist, but that's a, that's a, a phrase that I was introduced to in 2004 by Gene Houston, uh, who I think sort of coined the phrase and, and made a thing out of it. And I've been part of her uh, expanding that role of social artists in the world ever since. And hence this program, Glocal News in Social Artistry. So uh, it's wonderful to get to know you uh, a little bit, and we had a great conversation yesterday, and I'm looking forward to getting to know you much better. So you have a play, Cecilia, and you are a playwright then. Hey, you're a playwright. Tell us how that works. Oh, it's interesting. Well, first of all, I'm first and foremost uh, an activist that believes in bringing the world together, as big as that sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has really been the underpinning of everything that I do. Uh, it so happens, though, that I have always wanted to write, and I have been writing all of my life in various capacities as a grant writer, as a, um, a poet, um, and several times doing uh, plays, that kind of thing. And after coming to Herman, I got kind of hit on the head, and it became a story Mm -hmm. (laughs) that I knew that I was the one who had to tell it. Mm -hmm. And the reason I felt that strongly was because as an African-American, I had such gratitude, but also a bit of, of consternation 
such gratitude for the work of those early German immigrants. Imagine that they're coming here not speaking English. They're coming to a new country that they have to start all over again. They've never seen anything like what was then described as the Wild West, which is what Missouri was at that time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and yet, when they hear about slavery, they take it upon themselves to say, no, we can't be complicit in this. So hmm. I, I felt that at these times, and given the importance of this story, that it was a story that, that I wanted to write. And so I put my producer hat to the side for a quick moment and went ahead and wrote the story um, because I think it's so important, not just to African-Americans, but it's important to all Americans because it is a very, very powerful American story. Sounds like it. I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to learn more about it. I've, I've just been handed this uh, book that you were handed, uh, German Immigrant Abolitionists, and I'm looking forward to reading that. And uh, why is it that this is such a secret? Uh, either one of you, Tammy, why is this a secret? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, when Celia when Cecilia brought the play to Herman and, and many of us locals, there was probably about 150 of us locals that attended the play that day. And afterwards, we had this Q&A, and, you know, so many people that are in their 50s, their 60s, their 70s, they, they each sort of had individual stories about their relationships with black Americans, mm-hmm. but they had no idea we had such a deep history dating pre-Civil War. And it's an amazing thing that we have all of this history at the at the Deutschheim State Historic Site that we didn't even know we really had in our own mm-hmm. backyard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Often the case. Often. So how are... Well, first of all, there's a symposium. Correct. Right. So fill us in a bit on... Yeah, so Cecilia, after the play, we met, and we met with Cindy from the Deutschheim and Amy from the Showboat Theater, where, where the play was held in Herman. And we got together, and we're like, we have to continue telling this story. It can't just stop after that play. Our locals were were wanting more information, and we're you know, trying to connect those puzzle pieces together of their history and 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 our deep history and so um i said cecilia i would love to do something for black history month we have never um as our herman german community done anything for black history month and this symposium evolved out of that Mm. and um cecilia's great leadership and partnership with missouri humanities council is making this happen for us in in february I see uh, Gary Kramer is one of your uh, speakers. Um, he and my father were good friends because my father was uh, in, in his second or third career. I, I guess it was his second career. At, at 85, he started writing columns for the local paper on the history of Columbia and uh, Missouri. And he and Gary got to know each other really well. And uh, Gary's been sort of on this show in a way of celebrating um, my dad's uh, work and, and life. And so I'm really happy to see that he's part of your presentation. I don't know the other folks. Can you uh, give us a little 
Cecilia, how about if you yes, would take the lead on sure. that? Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, first of all, um, Gary was a top choice to bring to the table for a number of reasons. Number one, he's an incredible scholar and historian. Uh, as you probably know, he's written about eight books, many of which catalog black history. Mm-hmm. He studied at Lincoln University, and he is German. And he taught so at Lincoln. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he came highly qualified. And without a doubt, Dr. Sidney Norton uh, needed to come. She is the author of the book that you have in your hands. Mm-hmm. And if it were not for her, um, her research and her um, alliance with the Deutschheim, we would not have all the essentials of this history put into one small uh, yet very substantive catalog. Mm -hmm. Um, So she will be there. Then Dr. John Wright, who is well known in St. Louis, he's also a historian and author. His primary background is, is in education, but he has written on a number of issues related to African Americans in the state of Missouri. He's highly regarded as an activist and used to actually be on the board of the humanities, uh, the Missouri Humanities Council. And then I will share on that panel as well, really bringing kind of a layman's view towards how history and the humanities in general are very important in guiding our decisions in our lives today. So in a way, if I could use the phrase, I'm gonna bring it home, (laughs) <laughs> That's what I'm going to do when I um, share on, on that panel discussion. Well, you are listed there as a sociologist as well as a playwright. So That's correct, I, yes. I guess part of your early education was in sociology? Yeah, that's correct. Yes, I went to St. Louis University and majored in in sociology and political science Mm -hmm. and then went on to get a master's, which was in urban social relations, kind of an outgrowth of uh, sociology, and then studied um, for a Ph.D., which I did not finish. I did all the coursework, Mm -hmm. but that was um, a focus on what we call social development, which is broadly the concept of taking other disciplines and using them for the social development of other people. Mm-hmm. And um, and it, it could be disenfranchised groups, it could be privileged groups, it could be any group that you wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. And I just love the idea of looking at social development as a spectrum mm-hmm. and a place where there are different levels that people grow. And so if you think about it, um, this event is a place where people grow right. um, because we will grow in our knowledge of the history we will grow in our relationships with each other mm-hmm. so i have applied truly my education to the things that i that i do and this project mm-hmm. i think is is just a, a, an amazing example of the application it almost sounds like a dissertation that uh, <laughs> you could offer to your committee. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it depends on the committee. You know, yeah. it really does. Oh, That's I know that. Does. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. So this is going to happen on a Saturday afternoon mm-hmm. uh, between 2 and 5. Mm-hmm. At again, the the place is. It's the Hermanhof Fest Hall at First in Gutenberg in Herman. So when I'm driving on Highway 50, 
I drive into Herman. Yes, you will take 50 to Highway 19 North. You can go all the way to the Missouri River Bridge, which is Highway 19 and 1st Street. Take a right, go two blocks, and it's it's there on the corner. It's a beautiful old German hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, who has a bed and breakfast right close to there? Um, we, Jerry, Jerry or Greg, what's his name? Hmm. Uh, he and his wife... Uh, he was actually here on uh, in the studio last year talking about climate change. Oh, Gary Lieberman. Gary Lieberman. Yes, yes. yes. yes absolutely. Yeah, Herman is so blessed with so many B&Bs, guest houses, mm-hmm. inns, um, and boutique hotels. We have over 150 establishments probably at this time in Herman. Mm-hmm. And uh, great options for families, for couples, for friends. So definitely mm-hmm. a destination. And why not make this weekend of Black History Month a, a great weekend to come to Herman and learn more Go to our museums, go to our wineries, our breweries, our distilleries. Stay overnight and enjoy our beautiful town. And you have a number of supporters on your flyer. Can you, uh, why would these people be uh, putting their names and contributing to this? Yeah, so I um, work for Visit Herman, which is our brand in Herman. Visitherman.com is our website. And, and there's two N's on Herman. Correct. Yes. Right. Would you? I didn't know that people would spell Herman with only one N. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so visitherman.com is uh, actually where you can find more information about this symposium as well. But we have uh, we started a jazz festival. Um, this year will be our sixth annual, and it is um, such a beautiful event for our community, and it introduces Herman to a whole new sector of our of our beautiful society. And um, we have learned so much in Herman as well about jazz through all of these artists and through the educational seminar that's held at the jazz festival. So, did you know that Dennis, our engineer, is a jazz pianist and has a what do you do with jazz uh dennis i i host a couple of jazz programs actually i'm i'm host of good sounds of jazz uh, there's three of us that host good sounds of jazz on wednesday night tonight happens to be uh my night to help host uh, good sounds of jazz right here on KOPN. right here on 89.5 uh, my, my two cohorts are uh laird Oki and T. Sharif out of, <laughs> he was a longtime jazz host at uh, KJL, uh, at the uh, station in, K, uh, in Jefferson City, K, the uh, university station at yeah, KJLU. KJLU mm-hmm. Very Jefferson good. City. We, yeah. Go ahead, I'm and, sorry. Um, and then on Friday morning early, at 3 a.m., I, I host a Cat Jazz Born featuring the cool cats and sounds of jazz <laughs> very cool well also during black history month and listed as one of our partners is the showboat community theater and that is our little theater on fourth street in herman and it is uh getting it's uh new it's getting a facelift inside and out we have a wonderful board that is working really hard to bring art and theater back to herman and so you can follow them on their facebook page or follow them on their or find them on their website we have a grad of Herman High School. His name is Aaron Bounds. He is now um, 
um, a teacher at East Central College in Union, and he has a band called Aaron and Friends, and it's A-A-R-O-N. They also have a Facebook page. Um, Aaron and his band will be coming to the Showboat Theater on February 22nd to offer the gift of jazz, a tribute to Black History Month. And they, Aaron teaches jazz and black history at East Central College, so they're going to incorporate music and history together and really educate us more mm-hmm. through through the art of jazz. So we're mm-hmm. really excited that they have come on board as a partner for this, um, for this beautiful month that we're going to celebrate in Herman. Mm-hmm. Um, Cecilia, would you like to talk about the other ones? Uh, uh, the other cross cultural strategies incorporated oh. <laughs> is listed here. Yes, that's right. Well, I, I after I retired, and you know, retirement does not mean that you put all your clothes in a bag and you sit still. <laughs> you continue to do the things that are meaningful to you. So I started cross cultural strategies as a way to pick projects that I would become involved in. And the name of the company, it really does allude to what we're about. That is to bring people together who normally don't come together Mm -hmm. and to do that in very creative ways. In fact, the orchestration of the partners is a reflection of that. The Deutschheim, which was the place that I went to in the first place, is also a partner on this, Mm -hmm. as well as Missouri Humanities um, Consulate. We cannot minimize their support because they're the major funders for for this effort. If it were not for their support, Mm. we would not be able to do the symposium. Mm -hmm. Um, But if I could just for a minute, Dick, uh, go back to the contents of the symposium. This is not just a group of old fogies sitting behind a table talking about history. There's going to be gospel music there. there. We're hopeful to have a German group that will be there as well. People can come to Herman in the morning and go to the Dorchheim and get a special tour of the 1845 printing press and the Hermanner Volkenblatt, which was the first German newspaper to advocate against slavery. They'll be able to get that tour. And I'm really excited about the fact that only one of three original emancipation decrees is going to be there. This Mm. is the document that actually freed slaves in the state of Missouri. And what's really interesting about that, where the connection is is fascinating, one of the co-signators of that emancipation was was George Hussman. And of course, George Hussman is internationally known for his skill in developing vineyards and then also moving it to products and to wineries. In fact, he is given credit for saving uh, the wine industry in France because when they had an infestation of their grapevines, he generously sent some of the seedlings from from Herman to France and it saved their their whole economy. Now, the question behind that is, is this. Why would a man of his stature and his importance want to be a co-signator to the Emancipation Decree mm-hmm. against slavery. It is, it is that spirit that, in my mind's eye as an African-American, makes this whole thing amazing. Mm-hmm. The, the partnership that I and Tammy have with all the other partners is really reflective of that same spirit, that no matter where you're coming from, no matter what you're doing, 
you have something to offer to the whole that will make it all better. And I think when people come on the 29th, come at 10 to get that special tour, look at that original document, have lunch at one of the many wonderful restaurants that are there, and then come on over to the symposium. And by the way, we've got a little treat that I'll mention very quickly. I met at a meeting that we had, a guy named Paul, and I cannot pronounce his name. I think it is Schwarzkopf. <laughs> I'm practicing my German, but I'm not. <laughs> and he is going to greet people at the door in the persona of Edward Mule. Edward Mule was the publisher of the Hermana Wolkenblatt, hmm. and he will greet them in character as they come into the Fest Hall. So this is an immersion in history using the best of the intent of tourism, but it also includes entertainment and definitely history that's firsthand. So I want to make that clear that mm-hmm. this is a day's, this is a full day. This is an experience. Absolutely. It is an experience. That's, that's a good way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. We're going to take a short station break. When we come back, though, uh, Cecilia, you have mentioned, and, and uh, Tammy, too, uh, about this uh, printing press place. And, and Cecilia, you mentioned when we talked yesterday about a portion of your play that is very insightful about a black person speaking German. So <laughs> Yes, I'd be happy to tell you about that. Yeah, yeah. So that's priming the pump for when we come back <laughs> for more glocal news and social artistry with Tammy Bruckerhoff from Herman <laughs> and Cecilia Nadal from St. Louis. Be right back. And welcome back to Glocal News in Social Artistry. I'm your host, Dick Dalton, and my guest today, Tammy Bruckerhoff, a director of tourism in Herman, Missouri, and Cecilia Nadal, who is now uh, working as, well, you're the, are, are you Cross-Cultural Strategies Incorporated, Cecilia, it, or is that a company? <laughs> well, it, it, it's one and the same. Yes, um, that's what I thought. In our LLC, <laughs> but yes, I am the principal. <laughs> I love it. I, that's that's sort of like I'm part of Value Life Associates, and who are the who are the other associates? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> you know, I know how that works. Well, well, you know what? When you learn how to bring in the partners, well. You don't have to ever be by yourself. Uh-huh, right. And that's what we do well. We bring teams of people together um, so that the product is the best that it can be. You know, uh, the titles of our respective companies are, are really very similar. Uh, Value mm-hmm. Life Associates mm-hmm. and Cross-Cultural Strategies Incorporated. We're 
in effect doing the same thing just in a, a different context a different place um Yes. Which yes. makes this all and and Tammy, you're doing the same thing. Yes, with visit Herman. Yes. Uh, so as, as I mentioned just before break, uh, Cecilia, you're actually going to present or have players presenting a few vignettes from your play. Yes, we are, and uh, we're, we're excited about that. It's always difficult when you get give a short representation of a whole, but we do think that the areas that we've selected mm-hmm. will be interesting to those that are there. I have four really wonderful actors, mm-hmm. ranging in age, I might say, from, from 69 to 13. Thank you. And, uh, and uh, they are wonderful. They're excited. In fact, uh, we are starting rehearsal very shortly um, to, to get into that process, yes. The, the play itself is about a two-hour play? Yes. And uh, I believe you're actually in the beginning stages of uh, getting a tour uh, around Missouri of that play. Is that... We are working on it, yes. Um, mm-hmm. We got such an incredible response um, to the play mm-hmm. that it was clear to me, particularly with the fact that this is one of the largest ethnic groups in uh, Missouri are Germans, and second are African Americans. So we are pulling to two of of, of the most significant ethnic groups in, in the in the state, mm-hmm. but at the same time bringing a story that has resonance with all people. It was clear to us that a tour was a good idea, mm-hmm. and an idea that would take the concept of of these principled people who who stood their ground on what was right mm-hmm. and followed that through from beginning to end. So yes, we're trying to pull it together for September and October of, mm-hmm. of this year. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, Tammy, did you grow up in Herman? I did. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Born and raised? I was. I, I was there um, all through um, uh, my younghood and then came to Mizzou, actually, for my education. Uh-huh. Yeah. Me too, Mizzou. Uh, good. And so you really... But you had never heard these stories either. No. You know, I had not toured the Deutschheim State Historic Site since I was in high school. And I have to admit that that is really embarrassing to me, especially now in my role as tourism director. But we go back to we don't know what's in our own backyard. We see that building. We drive by it literally every day. (laughs) But we don't know what's on the other side of that old brick wall and um, thankfully um, Cecilia has brought that attention to the Deutschheim State Historic Site and we have an amazing staff there at the Deutschheim State Historic Site who's giving tours and educating people, uh, um, visitors and, and locals about the um, about the black history and about the wine history that is there mm-hmm. but yeah so until Cecilia came and brought that play I I, I have to say that you know the the conversations have really and the emails that I've gotten are very different than what work I was getting before I, for the first two to three weeks after the play I couldn't go into the grocery store without someone saying hey Tammy do you know Da, da 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 about Black history. Do you know that this person da 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 da? And it was just amazing how these stories were starting to come to light. Mm-hmm. And so at the same time with my tourism job, we were at a, a conference last year in Springfield, 
and Representative Richard Brown, who is a black American from mm-hmm. um, Kansas City, who is also on the State Tourism Commission, challenged us. It was the Missouri Association of Convention and Visitors Bureau's conference, and he stood up in front of the room and challenged us to go to Google and Google what um, is there to do for for black Americans in our destinations in Herman, Missouri. And when when he did that, it was about two weeks before I got the phone call from Cindy at the Deutschheim saying, Tammy, we have to do this play. And so it's really been an interesting mm-hmm. evolution of how this has all started in Herman mm-hmm. in modern day. Yeah. <laughs> it was telling our story. Have either of you had any contact with Lincoln University administrators or, or faculty? Cecilia, have you? I have reached out, and um, uh, like all universities, <laughs> you've got to get through the bureaucracy. Yeah. Um, so uh, let me say that I'm just starting that relationship, and 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 that's something. If if I could take just a moment and talk about relationship building and mm-hmm. community building, mm-hmm. um, any time we try to bring people together who are who are very different in many ways. We've got to have the patience of Job, and there's no question about it. It takes time uh, to develop relationships and to get people to see what the opportunities and advantages are for them to engage in something that they've not normally engaged in. Mm-hmm. So I, I have, it is a mission for me, mm-hmm. without da- a doubt, to reach out to Lincoln University, the hierarchy, mm-hmm. and to say that this history is so important. Lincoln University mm-hmm. was, without a doubt, the, the brainchild of uneducated members of the colored infantry who came back from the war and they said that if we're going to make it at all in this country we've got to get a good education Mm -hmm. they had no ability to do the organizational work just the heart to -hmm. make it happen and it turned out that that heart needed to go to a place with others that could create the opportunity so the allies for the colored infantry became german immigrant abolitionists, Judge Arnold Krekel, um, and also John Wrigley, um, and a number of others who, who, who said, we'll help you with that. Mm-hmm. And it, Lincoln today is the result of the conversations, the time spent over a meal, the even the willingness to sit across people who were socially and educationally different mm-hmm. and hear what their dreams and their wishes were. And those particular Germans were willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that should be very important to Lincoln. Uh, I, I believe that once we sit down and talk, it's, we're going to have wonderful conversations about mm-hmm. what the potential is of, of really highlighting this history. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well, I, I just had breakfast with a, a new uh, political science teacher at Lincoln, uh, Darius, Dr. Darius Watson. He's an exciting fellow. He had pre- already has presented a program at our local library on uh, uh, the myths of uh, race and racism in Missouri. And I, he's actually going to be on this show in two weeks. So we're going to talk about uh, what he knows or doesn't know about uh, this particular aspect. And I, I think he's going to be at that Fabulous. symposium uh, 
and be an advocate for this whole project. Yeah, wonderful. Well, now, Dick, do you want to ask me about the black slaves who spoke German? Yes, that's, I'm sorry, I got distracted, (laughs) didn't I? That's okay. That's all right. Not a problem at all. I'm tickled by this because when I found the information, I have to tell you, I was blown away. It is true, and, and again, this is not universal, but some of the Germans did sometimes rent slaves because they needed labor, ah. and they needed help on the farms and other kinds of things. And there are a few who actually had a slave or two. The, it, by and large, Germans did not have large number of slaves at all, which is kind of interesting. But mm-hmm. they did have to participate in what we would call a slave economy. So part of maybe their rationalization or their guilt was that sometimes the women would teach the slaves German Hmm. and teach them how to read and write. And they felt like they were giving something um, by participating in in something that was tough for them to do, but yet they did it. Mm -hmm. So you did have slaves that were able to speak German. Well, as a producer and playwright, one of my biggest challenges was to find someone black who spoke German. Oh, wow. <laughs> I needed to find an actor that could do that. Right. And I searched high and low to find that person, and I wanted a male because that was very important to me. Mm-hmm. And what I found was a judge with the state system, an administrative judge, who is African-American, married to a German woman whom he met when he was stationed in Germany, and he speaks German fluently. I told him, I asked him the question when I found him, I said, have you ever acted before? And he said, well, when I was in high school, but I was told that I was really bad. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, oh my God, we've got to turn this, we've got to turn lemon into lemonade. So I met with him and uh, got him with a very good director who who's quite good at developing people where they are mm-hmm. and he took on a role of a slave named Darku who who reads and writes in German mm-hmm. and is brought to a black church where most people cannot read and write and they ask him to read the newspapers that are in German because they suspect that those newspapers are talking about them And lo and behold, they were, Mm -hmm. but they were talking about them in a very positive context, Mm -hmm. in in the context of saying slavery should end in Missouri. So the story of finding someone who is black who spoke German is quite a story. But yes, it is true that there were Germans who taught their slaves Mm -hmm. or their rented or even freedmen who worked for them. Mm -hmm. uh, They taught them how to read and write in in German. And uh, Tammy, you have... Uh, how many black families in Herman? That's a really good question. I haven't, uh, probably under 20, uh-huh. maybe even under 10, depending on how you look yeah. at it. Yeah, Do yeah. I think we, we got to a number between five and seven. Ah. Five and seven. I actually was quoting 12 because I talked to someone who said it was 12. Then I talked to someone else who had been there a long time, and we got that narrowed down to, to between five and seven. The only reason mm-hmm. we can't pin it down between five and seven is because there's a little bit of mobility that goes on with two of the families, but very Mm -hmm. few. And so uh, I just didn't know if they had been approached about this project and and, uh, had a uh, buy-in to it. Oh, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Cecilia has been working her magic. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, it, you know what it is? It, it, it is it's what we call community building. And that is really so important, I think, both to tourism as well as to those of us who are interested in social development. Community building means that you don't just show up and do something. You actually try to build relationships. And so I've made it a point to get connected with key members of the African-American community as well as the German community. We even had a forum of sorts where we shared our stories together at the Welcome Center in Hermann. And many of those people, I can tell you, have been incredibly supportive to, to our work. Uh, just just last night, um, uh, we we're sponsoring a, an essay contest across the state where we're inviting kids that are in the in high school from the ninth to the 12th grade to write about what they think about this history and we needed to get funding for that and the Herman Lions Club uh, is donating uh, to allow us to give prizes to those that win so we've we've developed relationships that have been supportive to the cause I gave advice to someone on how to make an herb tea that will help them with with a terrible cold that they had. So community building is really the underpinning of this project. What people will see on the 29th is one thing, but the work of community building before that has been unbelievable. We have developed relationships that I know will be there for a very long time. Well, I'm going to introduce both of you. I think I'm going to introduce both of you to Joy Jinks, J-I-N-K-S, and the Building Creative Communities Conference 2020, held in Colquitt, Georgia. <laughs> and it's short notice. I'm, I apologize for the short notice, but it's uh, Thursday, January 30th through Sunday, February 2nd, but you might uh, Google it. Joy Jinks is a social artist. We met at a social artistry intensive back in 04 or 05, and out of that, uh, she and another lady um, put together the beginnings of a play called Swamp Gravy. Mm, mm -hmm. Cool. And they worked with a man named Richard Gere, the playwright, who has written a book called um, Story Bridge. Mm -hmm. So it's it's the idea of having uh, many people briefly interviewed about a, a, a portion of their life, and then... Uh, sifting those into a series of vignettes in a play and telling the larger story through these smaller uh, scenes that uh, mm -hmm. and and so uh, swamp gravy's been going on for 25 years now i wow. think uh, mm. in Colquitt, georgia a little bitty peanut town mm. 
and talk about building a creative community and people come from all over the world to this conference and so i'm going to i'm interested in you to it just to have on your radar absolutely great thank you joy was uh one of my first guests on local news and social artistry a little over two years ago yeah that's great yeah yeah it's good to network and uh, see what others are doing absolutely in that same regard so we have about five minutes left. Uh, how would you like to uh, spend that? Well, we definitely want to tell people, um, your listeners, that if they're interested in coming to the symposium, we ask that you please um, let us know. It oh. is a free event. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we do want to take registration because we only have seating for about 200 people. So mm-hmm. we don't want everyone standing around um, necessarily outside in February. Mm-hmm. So if um, if you would go to um, mohumanities.org, um, you can register there. Or you can just call our Welcome Center in Herman, and that phone number is 800-932-8687. And that way we can get a count so we know how many people we have coming. All right. MoHumanities.org. Or call eight hundred. And and when Mm -hmm. they go there, let me just say, when they go there, they should go to German Heritage. Um, because it's kind of difficult to find if you if you don't go oh, to German sure. Heritage. Right, because yeah. they have lots of different uh, yeah, menu they'd items. they'd have to dig. They'd have to dig. Okay, German. They could actually put one of the backslash German-heritage and get right to it. That's right. Yeah, okay. Um, one little thing, Cecilia, um, if you don't mind me delving back in your life a bit, um, you met someone over uh, tacos or something, some time, something related to. Uh, I don't know I don't your fluency you in this to me. your fluency in Spanish. <laughs> I like to do this to my guests oh, if I can. God. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't have to Shame confess anything. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, well, I, I have no choice but to tell this story. Tammy, you'll love this. Um, I, I, my father is Puerto Rican. He's a black Puerto Rican, and my mother is African-American from North St. Louis. And they were from two different worlds, but the, the benefit of being a part of that, that mixed family was that I learned how to speak Spanish fluently. And here I come to St. Louis, and... Um, and I'm this black woman who, who people sometimes hear me speaking Spanish to others that do speak Spanish, and you never know who's listening and what they're going to say. Well, my ex uh, was very enamored. He, he was an actor as well and later got into politics, but um, he heard me speaking Spanish, and he came up and uh, asked some questions about who I was and where did I learn Spanish, and he said, well, I speak Spanish too, and I said, oh, really? Dígame, ¿qué, qué, ¿qué tú vas a decir? And he said, well, um, it's tacos. Tacos is Spanish. <laughs> 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 oh, I was and just I great. I just about died. <laughs> I could not believe it. Needless to say, as dumb as that answer was, 
uh, he got my attention. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a great story, and and it yeah. shows the value of cross cultural strategies. Uh, <laughs> you had uh, parents from two different worlds, and here we're oh, talking yeah. about yeah. Uh, our African Americans and and German immigrants, and and two different worlds coming together and uh, learning the language. It's a uh, it's just fascinating how our own lives sometimes get reproduced in other ways that we never expected to learn about. There you go. There you go. Now, I should add to this that after getting my ancestry DNA done, that a part of my um, personality is probably attributable to the 24% of me that's Irish. Oh, my, my. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. That is that I'm quick to the draw. I talk a lot. <laughs> and that may sound stereotypic, but it's true. Uh-huh. Um, I, you know, we all are mixed with something, mm-hmm. and we are informed by others. Uh, and it is our differences that make life really interesting. I have discovered that German women and black women have something in common. And that is that we are as stubborn as hell. (laughs) (laughs) That's for sure. (laughs) So your ancestry actually was measured based on your father's uh, genealogy, right? No, no, and my mother's. Uh, My mother's. um, So you did the mitochondrial DNA check? I don't know if I would call that my... I I have no idea what it was technically. Uh But I do know that the primary basis was on my mother's side. Interesting. And uh, yeah, and I I find that fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, even the African is interesting because I w- mm-hmm. I would have thought it would have been Ghana primarily because that's mm-hmm. where most of the slaves came from. But actually, uh, the majority of my African is from Mali of all places. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. that that's my next journey is to learn something about Mali and the role mm-hmm. that they played all of that. So it's all very interesting. We're mixed with some of everything, but. We don't often celebrate those differences, and that's that's what we need to do. So before you go to Mali, read the book, (laughs) They Came Uh Before Columbus. Wow. They Came Before Columbus. Mm. And you will be fascinated. It is is a wonderful book. and I mean, it goes into this whole sociology and, and archaeology and anthropology and, and just, yeah, they, they came before. Well, I Columbus. am that. Thank you. That is a gift, because for the last 10 years, I've been making contacts with various historians and that kind of thing mm-hmm. to find out more about the pre-Columbian um, mm-hmm. naval history between Africa and the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And the Indians give tribute credit to to Africans coming to India uh, over the seas. Mm-hmm. But in North America and in South America, we do not give official credit official. to mm-hmm. Africans coming official mm-hmm. coming to um, to the Western Hemisphere. Mm-hmm way before the Aztecs came to Mexico and some other things. So anyway, You'll love I will get that book. That's on the top of my bucket list. And we're yeah. we're out of time. So Tammy Bruckeroff, thank you so much for being here and and best of uh, in going with this uh, symposium you got coming. And Cecilia, we will talk further because I think you need to come back this show uh, in a couple of months. Okay, that's all, folks. Until 
next time. Remember, uh, wherever you are, that is your world. Please leave your world cleaner, more peaceful, and more loving than you found it, because if it is to be, it is up to us. Take care. Talk to you soon. Thank you.